Hello and welcome to episode five of The Confidence of a Mediocre White Man. Today's episode is all about disappointment. And it's several different angles of disappointment that I want to talk about. It's how we can be disappointed, how we can disappoint, how we handle it, how we used to handle it, what changes over your life, what's changed over my life with disappointment, and a little bit just overall what's been going on uh, in general in life. So back in the day as kids, and I see it with my stepdaughter and I saw it with my sons, when they're little, they get disappointed. So they want to go to McDonald's for a happy meal or they want a toy in the store or they see something like some candy at the checkout line and they want it. And as a parent, you know, most of your job is to say no and they get disappointed. And like we all do when we want something and we don't get it. But kids kind of have it right. They get disappointed and they get over it. Um, By the time they're out to the car and you're loading them in and putting them in their car seat or you know, or if you're a good parent and you can practice the art of distraction, they can be over it very quickly. And naturally, they're just really good at getting over disappointment. They're getting good at getting over a lot of things until a certain age. And I'll get into that in a little bit. But we kind of forget that. Disappointment, and this is a little bit of what Stoicism teaches me, disappointment is what you make of it. If something happens to you, And things are going to happen to you. That's just part of life. How you accept it, how you process it, and how you let it affect you. That's what drives your your, your reactions to that. So if something bad happens to you and you expect something, then it can be disappointing. And one of the things Stoicism teaches, and I'm not going to get too deep into this, is that you don't avoid emotion. When something bad or good happens to you, you accept that. You process it. What you don't do is dwell on it. But that's hard as an adult. And it's really hard when you're looking forward to something, when you've planned for it, when you've thought about it, when you've talked about it, when you've even put things in place to make it happen, whether it's, you know, saving up money or or reserving, you know, this this venue or this room or this hotel or whatever it may be, you get this buildup and and then it doesn't happen, especially, you know, if, it, if, if it's the day of or, or the previous day or, or even, you know, when you're on your way to that event, it just, it falls apart for whatever reason. It's very disappointing. And that can hang with you for quite a while. You know, it can, it can be, you know, this really sucks and you were looking forward to it. And, and there are all sorts of reasons why this event can be important to you. It could be monetary. It could be emotional. It could just be, you know, the, this, this thing that you're waiting on to, that helps trigger this, this thing that you've just been, this goal that you've had. And, and that can be, you know, cross-emotional. It doesn't really matter. But the point is, is that it can be very disappointing and that hangs with you. And it not only hangs with you in the moment, but it can hang with you on future decisions. It can be there for a while while you think about the next thing that you want to do. You can tell yourself, okay, I need to get over this, this is disappointment. And I need to think about the next thing that's coming. But that disappointment can still nag at you and, and can, in a way, make you hesitant to do the next thing. 
and, and again, this is where I think kids have it right. They have the disappointment and they, and they process it, but then they're not afraid to go to the next thing. Now, granted, when kids get to a certain age, whether that's the, the preteen or the tween or whatever you want to call it, they start to process these things a little deeper and they start to try to logistically figure out, well, why did this happen? And I think that's where we get held up is trying to figure out why it happened. There could be um, thousands of reasons why. It could be just something out of your control, which hopefully is the reason why this event. If it's something you canceled, then why did you cancel it? But as adults, we overthink those things. And, and as kids start to grow up, they start to process that and they think about that, especially if something that they've wanted is canceled at, or, or changed at the hands of an adult, a parent, a step-parent, a grandparent, whatever it may be, someone that they sort of rely on to make this stuff happen. That's when the real angst and, and, and real frustration sets in. And it's the same way with adults. You know, if you're, if you're looking forward to getting some PTO and your, your boss hands you a new project or something goes wrong at work and you have to work through that PTO or work through a holiday, it's very frustrating. It's very disappointing. I've had that happen to me in the past. Um, so it, the point is, is disappointment is all around us. And we can be disappointed in a thousand different ways. And how do we deal with it? But we can also be the ones to disappoint. Now, as adults, as parents, we are almost conditioned to disappoint our kids in one way, shape, or form. Whether it's, no, you can't have, you know, an ice cream before dinner, or no, you can't have that toy, yesterday was Christmas, or, you know, no, you can't go play with your friends, you've got homework to do. You know, there's all sorts of ways we can be disappointing to our kids we chalk that up as being parents. You know, you, you have to set boundaries. We also need to be that way with ourselves. We have to set those boundaries to ourselves and say, no, you can't buy that thing you've seen on Amazon, even though it's Prime Day or even though it's Black Friday or, you know, or whatever it is that, that's happening. Or, no, you shouldn't go on vacation and spend more money. Or, no, you know, you shouldn't indulge in you know, having a, a banana split after you spent two hours at a buffet, um, you know, or no, you shouldn't have that next drink because you may have to drive home. I mean, there's a whole host of things that you shouldn't do as adults and you should, in a way, disappoint yourself. It's called self-discipline. You can call it whatever you want, but you're still, it's disappointing. Um, I walk past, uh, by the way, this is the season for for my dealers, uh, the Girl Scouts, to be on every street corner and in front of every grocery store and Walmart that I go in and out of. And, and I truly think of them as my dealers because I really can abstain from Girl Scout cookies all year long, but it really is hard this time of year. I One, it's hard for me to walk past hardworking kids, whether it's a lemonade stand or Girl Scouts with a cookie stand or whoever it may be, it's hard for me to walk past because I know they're out there, you know, and it's February and it's cold, depending on where you live, uh, see local listings. It could be, you know, bundled up, bundled up and, and huddled together with, with a bunch of moms or dads. It could be they're out on their own. It could be the fact that they've been brave enough to ask store, you know, management to set out up front, or they could be out on a street corner, but it doesn't really matter. To me, they're working hard and it doesn't help that these cookies are so damn good. It's really hard for me to walk past. And when I walk past, I, 
I'm, I'm feeling confident. Yes, I'm not going to buy any. But then I get in the car and I feel like I've disappointed these girls and I've disappointed myself because, I mean, what's it? It's just a box of cookies. It's, it's I don't know, was it five, six, seven bucks right now? which seems expensive for box cookies, but that's not the point. The point is you're helping out a good organization and you're helping out these girls to learn to be entrepreneurs and to be strong leaders. And so it's a bunch of disappointment all the way around, but it is a bit of self-disappointment. That's my whole point to this. Um, we disappoint the people that we care about as, as adults as well. We disappoint our coworkers when we don't, when we come to a meeting not, you know, ready for that meeting, or we can disappoint a boss when we don't get something done on time, or we disappoint workers, people who are reporting to us when we don't convey the right message to them, or we don't meet with them on a timely manner, and we don't give them the information that they're looking for, you know, whether it's because the company said not to, and you're towing the company line, or whether you just forget or whatever. As, a, as an adult, you, you need to be prepared uh, because you're going to disappoint others. And it could also be that there could be a, a person in your life uh, usually in a work situation where their their idea of what is going to happen is misunderstood. Now, whether that's miscommunication or just lofty ideas or just some ideal of what is going to happen, something falls short. And as the boss or as a coworker, that's on you. Um, whether you miscommunicated or whether it's just happenstance, that's just on you. And And you've disappointed someone. And you can also disappoint someone by saying, hey, you know what? Let's meet after work and have a beer. It's been a long week. And this other person's like, oh, my God, that is the one thing I need. Thank you so much. You know, we'll meet at such and such. We'll split a pizza and we'll have a couple of beers and we'll just we'll just let it all loose. And, you know, you work all week and you get to this point and it's Thursday or Friday morning. You wake up and you can't wait for that time. But then all of a sudden, you know, something happens. You know, you, your child is sick or you know, you have to work late or whatever, and you end up missing that. And as much as that other person is an adult, that person's sort of kind of hung their hat on the fact that you're going to let off some steam, and it maybe just was the two of you, and now they can't because, honestly, when you go drink alone in a bar, that's just a little weird sometimes. Um, so there are a lot of ways you can disappoint someone else. And from my perspective, whenever I disappoint someone, and it could even be a child, it could be my stepdaughter, or it could be one of my adult sons, disappointing them still gives me that that twinge. I just still feel a little bit bad. But disappointing someone I care about, it, it really hurts. And whether it's disappointing, you know, when my mom was still alive, or one of my good friends, you know, if I miss a golf date because I had to work or if I miss just this planned event, whatever it may be, missing someone that I really, really care about just it, it, it eats at me for a while. And, and no matter no amount of stoic meditation and, and reading and thought and teaching is going to help me dig out of that. I have to dig out of it myself. And I can tell myself, okay, this is not a big deal. This is a one-time thing. I'll see them again and in a couple of weeks. We'll, we'll reschedule this golf date or I'll schedule another time to go have a beer or we'll schedule another lunch or whatever it may be. It still really digs, um, especially if I'm seeing that person or I'm talking with that person. You know, it just it's sort of a reminder to me that, that I may have disappointed them, even if they say they didn't. Again, I still feel that. I still carry that. And that's just part of who I am. And I know a lot of other people that are like that, mainly because you know, I, I guess I kind of hang out with like people. 
So having that disappointment hanging over, you talk about it, you know, and then you convey that, hey, I'm sorry about this. I, I feel like I disappointed you. And that person's more than likely going to go, well, yeah, it was disappointing, but it's okay. You know, we'll just reschedule for another week or two or whatever. Or maybe you don't get to reschedule and maybe you just kind of like, okay, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. And it was just one of those things where you had a window and now that window's not there. Sometimes it's hard to get a whole day off to go play golf, you know, and if you miss that day, then how do you make up for that? You may not make up for that, you know, this month or next month, and it may be a couple months down the line. But the point is, is that there's disappointment. There's disappointment that you have when something happens to you, and there's disappointment that other people have that, that you can affect. And more than likely, unless you're completely clueless or insensitive, you realize your actions and how they have affected other people and the disappointment that you have inflicted. Um, and that's where communicating and, and being the person that you are and talking to them about it and not ignoring their feelings or ignoring the instance or even worse, just stop talking to them for a while, thinking it's just going to go away. Those are all just horrible ideas and, and you've got to get over that. And that's what I try to do. And that's sort of what I do when I feel like I've disappointed someone. You know, I may sulk a little bit, you know, and I, and I may think, oh gosh, how can I make this better? And I may even overthink it and I may overcompensate by reaching out too often and saying, well, what can I do? What can I do? Let's, 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 you know, just there, there's a pace to this. It's, it's a little bit like grieving. There's a pace to disappointment. You, the, the disappointment happens, whether it's to you or from you. And there's a, a hurt and a sting and a, and a period where it's okay. I just need to kind of give me a minute while I get over this and you know, yes, we can talk about what happened and we can talk about how the disappointment went and, and what our feelings are, but you kind of have to give it its own process and pace. And I guess that's the whole point of this is disappointment, whether you're an adult or a kid, whether it's happening to you or whether you're affecting it, there's a pace to disappointment. Again, it's a little bit like grief. You've got to kind of face it. You've got to talk about it and you got to kind of try to move on. And, but depending on who you are, that pace of moving on can be slow or fast. It can be like, oh my gosh, what do you mean? You know, you're still not over this, but that's just what happens. For me, it takes a little longer sometimes, depending on the disappointment. And honestly, when I disappoint someone else, I tend to stew on it longer than when it happens to me, just the kind of person I am. So anyway, um, Thank you for listening. Uh, that was a totally unscripted. Normally I have an outline and I go through the outline and I kind of understand how long it's going to be. You know, I, I don't know how long this is last. I don't pay attention to the ticker. Uh, hopefully I haven't run on too long, but I do want to thank you for listening uh, to episode five. I will be back with the next episode, which will not be as long of a break with another round of observations of a confidence of a mediocre white man. Um, but before I go, the question how have you dealt with disappointment lately? Mm -hmm.